listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up, are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Wong. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. This is Earth Oddity Podcast. I'm John. I'm Tiny. And we're so happy you pressed play on our podcast. Once again, for many of you, could be the first time for one of you or two or maybe many people. What if this thing, you know, what if I do something stupid and we get a ton of publicity and then we get like a thousand new people listening to it? It could happen. Yeah, me doing something (laughs) stupid definitely could happen. Uh, Anyway, so we're here to talk about odd news and the goings on of the lives of two Southern Baptist husbands, fathers, and members of community here in the West Central Alabama area. How was your week, Tiny? It was trying, but it's all right. Yeah. Trying? <laughs> yes. Okay. Sorry about that. I had an excellent week. Mm-hmm. Got a new truck, by the way. I was I'm a little disappointed you. That was. A little disappointed you hadn't even brought it up because it's <laughs> been here for like four or five days. But whatever. Okay, there was a truck at your house at one point. Yeah, that was a similar color. Am I mistaken? I remember I asked you whose truck that was, and I think you said it was your dad's. Y'all were moving something, or okay. Well, my dad has a like 1990 Toyota two wheel drive Tacoma. Okay. With a duct taped headlight in it and all that. <laughs> well, I've never looked too closely. Okay. Is it at least a similar shade or am I completely? It's that, dad's truck is silver. Okay. This truck is gold. Okay. Because I only drive golden cars. My, <laughs> my Avalon's gold. Yeah. And now this is, I didn't get a new truck. My, this is a company truck. Oh, so, uh, okay. But my sugar daddy, Shane, <laughs> that's what they call him, Sugar Shane. Uh, <laughs> bestowed that to me this week it couldn't have came at a better time in gotcha. my life because the the avalon is i mean some days it just doesn't want to crank there's mm-hmm. no rhyme or reason to it it's just like you'll go out there and it's like no nah, i'm not gonna do it today i don't feel like working today is what it says <laughs> but then the next day it'll crank up just fine huh. it's wild interesting so we're gonna send it to to live on a nice farm in fayette <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and, be driven around around there. Are you not going to put it on the curb with a free sign on it like everything else? <laughs> <laughs> no. Hey, uh, speaking of which, <laughs> speaking of which, I have a box spring if you need one. Okay. okay. <laughs> Got it in my garage. I'm going to be putting it out before the trash day. So if you want it, just let me know. All right. Uh, I did that bicycle get rid of it. Yeah, which I is noticed awesome. it was finally picked up. The first, got it. the first day I got the truck, all right, which was... Tuesday or Wednesday. I don't remember exactly. Mm-hmm. Shane came and was just like, hey, come take a ride with me. And of course, I didn't ask any questions. I'm like, okay. You know, I'm like a dog. <laughs> you just tell me to go. I just go. Right. And we went and picked it up. <clears throat> well, then, uh, you know, I'm on cloud nine. Been on cloud nine. You know, nicest vehicle I've ever driven. Doesn't mm-hmm. have a tape deck. That's the only downside to it. <laughs> you're going to have to <laughs> break down and... It's got an auxiliary cord. I've already I was been say, You're going to have to get you an auxiliary cord. I, uh, it does have satellite radio, which okay. is cool. And uh, I Bluetooth my phone to it, which the first thing I did, I learned to do in the truck, figured out was that. Mm-hmm. And I played, you know, like Grateful Dead on it, as I have on all vehicles. First music ever gets played in any vehicle I have is Grateful Dead. And going home, I was like tearing up. It was amazing. So, because normally I've been wearing my headphones <laughs> when I have to listen to music on my phone. But anyway, so 
the day I got the truck, I come home and it was tra- it was Tuesday. Yeah, because it was trash day and the bicycle was still there, which I slid over near to the trash thing. And I think the guys didn't know whether it was trash or mm-hmm. like my kid left it there and I left it alone. Right. So I took a picture of it, put it on Facebook Marketplace. Mm-hmm. And immediately a lady I work with texted me and said, hey, I want that bike. I was like, great. I'm going to put it in the back of my truck. It was like, it worked out perfectly, and I took it to her. So then I didn't have to deal with anybody inboxing me stupid questions or anything like that. She but they it. actually got it. Yeah. Because yeah. I know in times past, you would you yeah, but gather no, stuff, something up to take no, it, and no, then that, it, and it fell through. That's how you got a new rug. Yeah. Which, you know, because the lady told me she wanted it, and I took it to work with me, and then she never messaged me again. Mm-hmm. And I got mad, and I just gave it away. <laughs> yeah. I hate dealing with people like that. <laughs> yeah, you do. So this is a coworker. So I was like, I'm bringing it back to the office as soon as I'm done with lunch. And I took it and sat it right by the door and was like, here you go. You can get it. But I had a truck to put it in and mm-hmm. all that, which that little bike would have fit in my car, but whatever. So anyways, I'm still on cloud nine. Washed the truck yesterday. Washed four cars yesterday, actually. Every car we have, we washed yesterday. I, I noticed that. Yeah. And uh, again, I just assumed that that truck would, was somebody else's yeah. that you were using. Well, it I is. I guess technically I was right. I say you are 100% <laughs> right. But to me, it's mine. So. Gotcha. And I'm going to I'm gonna be uh, driving it. I'm, a, I'm turning into a pickup man. I don't really know what that means. <laughs> Like, I feel like I need to get some cowboy boots or something like that, probably. Have you, is this the first truck you've ever had? Yeah, the first truck I've ever you've owned. you managed to live in Alabama your whole life. That's right. And this is your first pickup I've truck. always had a car. I've your always life had a, is fixing to get infinitely better. <laughs> is it? I yes. hope so. I, uh, I've always had access to trucks. Yeah. You know, like if I ever needed a truck, I could get one within the hour usually. Mm-hmm. But I've never bought one or owned one. So it didn't make much sense uh, when we had little kids to get one, which is when we bought the Avalon mm-hmm. because, you know, you can't let kids ride in the back of the truck anymore. I know that stinks so bad. It's real bad. I, I understand in city limits sure, and on busy yeah. roads, but old country roads, come on. Well, we, we'll we we'll eventually, I'm going to take it to Fayette. We'll ride around some dirt roads <laughs> with the kids in the back. I just feel like every kid needs to experience <laughs> that, right? Right. Uh, so I always have bought a car because you could put the kids in it. But this one's got a back seat that's big enough, mm-hmm. which now we've got so many cars in the driveway, we have to play car Jenga or car Tetris, <laughs> you know, like, yes. and we didn't put Deidre's car out of the garage behind the truck mm-hmm. so we had to take truck church this morning and everybody fit in it just fine oh, now we didn't have a seat belt so thomas had to go without one because i was like you're old uh, the oldest <laughs> and so you've lived the most if anybody dies <laughs> it's gotta be you yeah, yeah. he and, didn't ride in the back <laughs> <laughs> we should have we should have but everybody fit in it great so it's, it's gonna be perfect i'm cloud nine nice still excited about it awesome. we'll be for a, a quite a long time don't even know what all the buttons in it does yet. Slowly been learning in the uh, book at night. I read read through the user manual. You read the user manual. Yeah, I want to know what nice. it does, man. <laughs> this thing, I mean, it's tiny. It's sharp. You need to come look at it. I it's like it's got it's got everything. It had us all the bells and whistles. 2011 had available. Okay, <laughs> 2011 had a lot of bells and whistles. <laughs> look, I know it's got Bluetooth. You know, I could take phone calls in my car without <laughs> picking it up. I didn't even know that world existed until this week. I'm so. currently driving a Ford F-150. That was my dad's. Yeah, and I really like it a lot too. But I think it was a 2000. 
maybe a 2000. Right. It's been a minute. So. Well, I, I'm a Ford F-150 man, too. <laughs> yeah. So me and you, together, we're, we can get a... We have a, a very distinguished taste sure, in automobiles. Exactly. <laughs> Most someone. people don't understand the luxury that <laughs> men like you and I are accustomed right. to. Uh, I'm kidding. This truck is. I'm not kidding. This truck is luxurious. <laughs> right. It's it's doggone nice. So mm-hmm. I feel like if I were to pull up at a Walmart parking lot on a Saturday night, people would be like, "Man, that dude's sure enough got a truck." Right oh there. yeah. You know. No, that's pretty awesome. You'd be going home with all the redneck women. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> Deidre, she wanted to drive it the other day. Uh-huh. She's like, "Let me drive." I was like, "No, can't." <laughs> You're not She's on like, the insurance. That's exactly what I said. I was like, you're not on company insurance. I will be the only person ever driving this truck <laughs> yeah. in this family. So I don't care how short them Confederate flag Daisy Dukes are. <laughs> <laughs> she was a little disappointed it didn't have a bench seat in the front, mm-hmm. you know, so she could get right on over next to me. Yeah, so yeah. I, that was the only downside. I may see if I can aftermarket find one that'll fit in there. Mine's got a bench seat. Okay. It's nice. Maybe you drive, take her for a ride in mine. <laughs> I'm not on that's your a, insurance. It's a horrible idea. <laughs> Look, I hope the suspension's good on it. That's all I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> so anyways, that's the big news in my life. Okay. Other than my kids are all home for summer, and they have decimated all the food we have in the house, <laughs> and we're going to lock the pantry. So we, wow. we talked about that in Sunday school. <laughs> we did, yes. Well, shout out to Tiny, taught Sunday school this morning. Which didn't was, go to worship. Didn't know. Skipped out on <laughs> worship service. And then I think forgot he had to teach. Is that the case? No. I For some reason, I was counting on my father-in-law going over. Okay. <laughs> on his sermon. Yeah. And then when that didn't happen, and you text me, I was like, oh, I got to go now. <laughs> Well, so like immediately, immediately after church, after the sermon, like like Brother Allen's like, you know, peace be to you or whatever the benediction was. <laughs> right. Nicholas walks up and goes, have you seen Tiny? And I'm like, uh, no, Tiny's a grown man. I don't really keep up with him. <laughs> and he's like, oh, uh, well, I don't see him anywhere. I've texted Tara. And I'm like, and I hadn't heard back from her. And don't like, act like you didn't love <laughs> an opportunity to text my wife. <laughs> uh, so I was like, uh. I was like, yeah, but I don't, I don't know where he is, he, you know, whatever. I'm like, I'm not really worried about Tiny, and so <laughs> right. then we went up there and sat down. But he was worrying me to death. That's the only reason I texted you. <laughs> and to me, I was like, look, guys, it's free Sunday. If Tiny doesn't show up, <laughs> we can we can get out of here early. Teacher's yeah? pet Nicholas. He yeah. had to, <laughs> he, was he like, had to fix it. And he was like, well, John, if uh, if you have to teach, I offered to help Tiny so I can help you. And I'm like, uh, I'm not teaching, man. <laughs> Like, no, I'm I'm not teaching at all. We got to get to odd news, but just briefly. Yeah. Nick, I'll say this. I don't feel threatened by him. Sure. But he thinks he and my wife are far closer than they actually are. I got you. If that makes sense. Yeah. No, I know. He, uh, every, after every Sunday, he's got to hang around and talk to her. Yeah. And I heard him one day tell his little crony, John, <laughs> he was like, uh, Hey, we can't leave yet because Tara will want to talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, Tiny, and he like sends her Facebook messages and stuff for you real. Know, for real, mm. I, so, I, I don't know how I'd feel about that. I mean, I know you're not threatened, but I'd probably just be like, if Look. it was anybody other than Nick, I wouldn't like it. Gotcha. But seeing as that it's Nick. <laughs> And she tells me everything sure. that's going on. Yeah, no, I got then you. Then it's not a that big a deal. No, I could see that. Yeah. Well, 
Let's talk about odd news. Rook, I don't know if you noticed uh-huh. that, but when I came in, when I did finally come into Sunday school this yeah. morning, he said, so is Tara not here? No, did you notice real? that? Yeah. I did notice that. <laughs> I done said the reason I didn't go to worship is because Tara had a, a UTI. She slept <laughs> terrible last night. She asked me if I would keep the kids, and then she would get up so I could go teach Sunday school. Sure. Which she didn't do, by the way. Yeah. She was still asleep when I left today. <laughs> and uh, and then I, I, I told y'all that. And he's like, so is she not here? <laughs> <laughs> Dang. I bet he sent her. Two messages already. Bravo. Asking if she's okay. Tiny said you were sick. <laughs> I don't know how I'd feel about that. I really don't. <laughs> luckily, luckily, he he don't mess with Deidre too much. Yeah. Well, yeah. something tells me that, that Deidre wouldn't talk to him. Yeah. Whereas right. Tara's really nice. No, Tara's too nice. And so that's why he probably... That's that's probably why they talk, is because she talks back to him. Definitely. Yeah. No, that's... <laughs> That's a hundred percent it. You got to tear this. You got to be meaner. <laughs> Nothing wrong with being mean to people, right? That's what? the Christian thing to do. <laughs> what would Jesus do? <laughs> what would Jesus do? He was mean sometimes. He hurt people's feelings, <laughs> right? You know. So there we go. <laughs> <laughs> well, what we got about odd news? Let's let's get into it. Well. I got a story about bidets. People know how near and dear bidets are yes. to my to my rear, near and dear to my rear. Um, Did you get that one hooked up? We'll no, I haven't got it yet. I haven't oh, got it yet. I haven't got it yet. I'm, fingers crossed, Father's Day present. <laughs> I don't know, though. Fingers crossed, though. All right. Um, also got a story about North Korea. We all love North Korea. <laughs> and... Uh, and then another story out of Texas, a Texas man story. So, All right. Uh, what about you? I have a story about a Satanist. Okay. I have a story about a man being killed by a dinosaur. Okay. But I wanted to start with this one. John, I know you're married. And I, I know you're happy. Sure. And I would never want to bust that up <laughs> no. for Deidre's sake. Yeah. But I do think I found your true soulmate okay. this week. Headline here from the New York Post. Virginia woman transforms her home into a McDonald's shrine. Oh, I'd like to see a picture of her. <laughs> I don't care about the shrine. Yeah. She's loving it, maybe a little too much. A lifelong McDonald's fan has turned her home into a shrine to the fast food chain, complete with this iconic golden arches and Happy Meal toys. Nice. Taylor Gecking, 31, who lives with her husband, Adam. Oh, oh well, I, I can take that. <laughs> I ain't worried about Adam. Uh, in Richmond, Virginia, has collected more than 100 memorabilia items over the years and even had walls of the couple's home painted red and yellow, Metro UK reported. The abode includes a Ronald McDonald's stained glass window. Oh, oh, that's sharp. <laughs> that is I'd like to get one of those for the church. <laughs> Gecking's favorite item and which first sparked her interest in anything McDonald's themed a couple years ago, she told the outlet. My husband and I stopped at a flea market during a road trip and saw a Ronald McDonald's stained glass piece, and I was inexplicitly drawn to it, she said. Okay, hold on, time out. I done found her on Facebook. Yeah. She's not that bad looking. No. I'm better looking than her husband, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So... Hello, what's up, Taylor? Oh, he's got those big old he's got those big old disc things in his ear. Yeah. So she probably wouldn't go for a guy like me. I can't I can't get an ear piercing. <laughs> Especially those things, whatever they're called. 
Oh, it wouldn't look right. I got big ears anyways. Oh, there she is. Yeah, there she is. I Much more flattering picture <laughs> on her Facebook than that one. But even that one's not that. She's got that kind of mousy look, you know? Yeah, yeah. She, yeah, she does. Like Gidget from Rescue Rangers. <laughs> Horrible comparison. I can't believe I said that out loud. <laughs> I walked away from it that day, but a whole year later, as we were driving through the same area, I asked to stop at that flea market again so I could see if the piece was still there. The price still hadn't gone down, so the couple walked away again. But her husband surprised her with the kitschy artwork the next day, having driven eight hours round trip back to West Virginia to buy it for her. Oh, that's a thoughtful husband. (laughs) Yes. That's a better picture. Oh, he's got a nose, like a little bull ring thing on his nose, (laughs) too? Yes. Okay. Uh. She even had the fast food chain's Golden Arches, an original 1970s sign taken from a McDonald's restaurant hanging above her stairs. No matter what items I add to the collection, my Ronald McDonald window will always be my favorite, but I did feel really childish excitement when we hung the giant sign on the wall. It was everything I had envisioned, and I definitely did a little happy dance. The woman said she believes she has more than 90 McDonald's-themed items, counting all of her individual Happy Meals toys. Nice. I found some of my smaller things at antique malls or flea markets, but many of my items are from online marketplaces. The biggest rush I've had was finding the Hamburger Spring toy. It was amongst hundreds of items on a local online estate auction. Man, is that the window that we're talking about? <laughs> yes, it is. That is the stuff of nightmares, my friend. <laughs> I actually dig it. Like, imagine that hanging in, like, a, a, above the baptistry in church. <laughs> you know, we got that one. Now yeah. let's take us one to now, John the Baptist, baptizing Jesus. Imagine that was that. <laughs> I mean. You talk about people lining up to join be, Christianity. It'd be great for VBS. <laughs> yeah, absolutely it would. <laughs> But I'm telling you, if that was my bedroom, going in there with the lights turned off and then you turn them on, that split second clown in the window. I think you would put that in the bathroom. That's where I would put it. (laughs) She said her McDonald's obsession started when she was little. I visited the play place back when they still used McDonald's characters. You know, Grimace, the Hamburglar, all those folks. My sister and I had so much fun climbing around and sliding into the ball pit. It had made a mundane lunch something to look forward to. Now she simply hopes to grow her collection. One day I hope to add a Ronald McDonald sitting on a bench, but so far it's been out of the budget. But a girl can dream. Uh, I remember one was taken from one restaurant. I remember we did a story about (laughs) it. You just need a little bit more gumption, girl. (laughs) Our whole home is full of things that are a little unusual to decorate with, but my husband and I both believe in surrounding ourselves with things that make us happy. Amen. So, man. I agree with that, too. I, that that's the the arches. Yeah, I man. mean, she's got an impressive collection just from the few pictures they show here. Yeah, she's she's got a. I uh, don't get the Kool Aid Man. She's got a crane machine. Yeah, I don't get the Kool Aid Man though. No. Hmm. Well, that looks like some Chuck E. Cheese stuff back say, there. Yeah, I think uh, she may have padded her collection with a little Chuck E. Cheese stuff. Yeah, what the stained glass window is a work of art. <laughs> that's pretty brilliant. I love it. Um, well, good for her. I, I respect her. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen a story about a Chick-fil-A dedicated house anywhere. No. I did, though, Tiny, I was going to tell you, on, on the new truck, right? Which yes. I'm going to call my, I'm going to say it's my new truck, but it's technically not my truck. But from here on out, I'm going to refer to it as my truck. I had to buy four new tires for it, or we had to get four new mm-hmm. tires for it. 
So I just went through the Chick-fil-A drive-thru and had them put them on while I was there. <laughs> oh, you'd be cool with that. <laughs> yeah. Just <laughs> let some fast food worker do it. <laughs> I, bet, I bet that's the best rotating and balancing <laughs> that's tire a, job you've ever had in your life. That, they begrudgingly said my pleasure when they finished <laughs> up two hours later. <laughs> <laughs> Wiping his hands on that greasy rag. <laughs> Dude, I'm making $9 an hour here. You got me doing mechanical work. Okay. You can't tell me them kids are happy about changing spare tires for people all the time. Uh, probably not. I don't know. I don't know if they are or not. Look, I do know that I've changed tires before sure. for nothing. Just sure. to help out somebody. Sure, I have to. Yeah. So. I have to. I have to. <laughs> but you didn't have to step away from your job and do it, right? No. That you were supposed to be getting paid to do. Because I was sitting there like, man, I'm supposed to be on nuggets right now. <laughs> and I'm out here in this daggone hot parking lot. That's true. Because this lady can't change her own tire or call mm-hmm. somebody to help her. One time I changed, Maybe I'm just a horrible person. Well, now, one time I changed a tire for a buddy. It was in the parking lot after work. Okay. I was going home, and I look over, and I see Bubba struggling with a jack. <laughs> sure. And I'm like, hey, Bubba, what are you doing? And his tire was flat, so I helped him change it. That's and good. I worked eight hours. I wanted to go home, too, but sure. I knew he was in the same boat, and if he didn't have some help, he'd be there longer than he would have if we jumped on it. Difference between me and you is I would have <laughs> I'd have had that. I didn't see him. Yeah. And then, like, a day later, he's like, man, why don't you help me change my tire? I'm like, dude, I didn't, what, you had a flat tire. I didn't even, I didn't even notice, man. Sorry. <laughs> okay, this same dude, Bubba, he got off work one time, and there's another guy we worked with named Kirky. Kirky flagged him down. On the, he he was on the side of the road because <laughs> his car had broke down. Yeah, and he said, "Hey, could you give me a ride up here to AutoZone? My cousin works up there, and he's going to help me fix whatever it is. We know what the problem is. We just got to fix it." And uh, he had he had already driven past. Mm-hmm. But he told him, he said, hey, I'm going to turn around and come back and pick you up. Uh-huh. Well, the light turns green and he starts driving. And he looks at the clock and he's like, oh, man, my kids are fixing to go get out of school. I don't have time. <laughs> so he just kept on driving. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Well, let's, like I said, let's talk about something that is near and dear to my rear, the bidet. Yes. Right? Right. <laughs> um. The bidet, which was created, do you know where the bidet was created? France. France, that's right. It sounds like it's French. Centuries ago in (laughs) France. uh, It's never taken off here, but that might be changing. Uh, Was the inventor's name John Bidet? (laughs) I don't know. That's (laughs) John Bidet Ramsey. (laughs) That's wrong. (laughs) That isn't wrong, but it's just funny. (laughs) But. Um, it's been completely, this is from the Atlantic, by the way. So, um, I'm sure it's going to be written by somebody way smarter than (laughs) we normally get from like weekly worlds.biden.eu.k website. So anyways, it's been completely Americanized. My host declares proudly the bidet is gone. In my time as a travel editor, this scenario has become common while touring improvements to hotels and resorts around the world. My heart sinks when I hear it. To me, this doesn't feel like progress, but prejudice. Americans seem especially baffled by those basins, referring to the bidet. Mm -hmm. Even seasoned American travelers are unsure of their purpose. One globetrotter asked me, 
why do bathrooms in this hotel have both toilets and urinals? <laughs> Which I would kind of, if you know, think that you might pee in one. If I kind of like in. urinals. Oh, I, urinals are top notch, by the way. I secretly wish I had one in my living room. <laughs> well, I wouldn't put one in. So we discussed that. I the living room is overkill. You put it in the bathroom, Tiny. You don't have to pause Netflix. But then you're, or the game. But your 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 living room smells like urinal cakes. Well, that's a good point. Yeah, okay. and not to mention my boys would just oh yeah not even try. They sure. would just pee all over the wall. <laughs> when you're when they're little, they're like getting them to use a urinal. Yeah, they'll get it everywhere. And when you say little, you're talking like I don't know seven to yeah. twenty seven. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I used to have to make them stand on my foot, and then I would lift my <laughs> foot up so they would be tall enough to use it. Right. And uh, so they've had a lot of practice, but. You know, they were like trying to touch stuff in there and everything. Going to a public bathroom with a kid is a nightmare. Yes. Definitely. I'm glad I don't have to do that anymore. I'm just like, go in there. If y'all get kidnapped, you get kidnapped. (laughs) I remember when I was a kid, we would see how far away from the urinal we Absolutely. I think that's every boy. You know, sometimes you try to see if you can get it to go up over the stall into the pot, you know, just for fun, right? (laughs) I don't have that kind of pressure anymore. Uh, anyways, <laughs> Americans seem spat- uh, okay. I've read that part, uh, and even if they understand the bidet's functions, Americans often fail to see its appeal. Attempts to popularize the bidet in the United States have failed before, but recent efforts continue, and perhaps they might even succeed in bringing the old world device uh, to new backsides. I like that sentence. So the classic bidet is miniature bathtub-like fixture situated next to the toilet. I'm pretty sure everybody has seen European Vacation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Or Crocodile Dundee. Yeah. When he's like, what is this, True. a backwasher? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> the bidet was born in France. Do you want to guess when? Uh, No. In the 1600s. Wow. Yeah. Okay. As a washing basin, washing basin for your private parts. Hmm. So you don't have that tangy wang. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's people who aren't in the Patreon <laughs> don't know what the tangy wang reference is about. You'll have to join to see. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was considered a second step to the chamber pot, and both items were kept in the bathroom or dressing chamber. Some early versions of the bidet looked like ornamental ottomans, uh, and they were often inset in wooden furniture with short legs. Uh, So anyways, oh, goodness gracious, this is way more complex than I want. So throughout the bidet boom, the United States resisted its appeal, and the reason might have been the power of its first impressions. Americans were introduced to bidets on a broad scale during World War II, when troops were stationed in Europe. GIs visiting bordellos would often see bidets in the bathrooms, so they began to associate these basins with sex work. Hmm. Given Americans' puritanical past, it makes sense that once back home, servicemen would feel squeamish presenting presenting these fixtures to their homeland. But even before the war, bidets were linked to sex and scandal. In the United States and Britain, when various forms of douching were thought... Of as a pregnancy preventative, bidets were considered a form of birth control. So there we go. Okay, I guess we're. <laughs> I guess we're. I guess water the, will stop it. Sure, right? <laughs> yeah, well, that's well, water will. <laughs> hey, you get a good flush out. Is what I'm saying, right? Uh, <laughs> 
Um, the United States, in the United States, bidets are called all kinds of feminine failings, women's sexuality, women's unwanted pregnancy, and women's biology. And as such, they were shunned. So let me just skip. Golly, this is a long article. Yeah, skip on down to where Yeah, it says, after one nationwide toilet paper shortage, that's <laughs> so, all it took to convince Americans they need a water fountain for their butt. <laughs> Oh, I've been on it before the toilet paper shortage, though, right? I've wanted right, one yeah. for at least since we started this podcast. <laughs> yeah. The United States has largely ignored the bidet, the bidet and its spinoffs, but it has warmly welcomed an alternative product, flushable wet wipes. You ever use flushable wet wipes? Dude, flushable wet wipes are not that flushable. No, right. That said, <laughs> they're amazing. They're amazing. <laughs> they are. <laughs> they are. These wipes became a cheapy workaround to address the many of the same issues at the bidet, uh, but they come at a much higher cost. Wet wipes or wet naps were, oh, goodness, I don't need the history of wet wipes. <laughs> uh, Let me guess. Were those birth control methods? Sure. Too? It goes into sex work. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. So given the downsides of a wet wipes, Americans are ready to abandon this disposable solution and finally embrace a simple spritz of water. Miki Agarwal, who's the founder of Think, says yes. Agarwal has captured mainstream attention with her Think's panties, an environmentally conscious pad tampon alternative. I picked the wrong article. <laughs> this is very little bidet, relevant bidet content. Yeah. And this is like longer than a New York Times one. So, did, did someone have a research paper too? <laughs> let me just say what I thought this article was going to be. Is that, like you said, there was a toilet paper shortage and everybody was like, hey, Probably not that bad of an idea to have some water to get the doo-doo off my butt, right? <laughs> you need a bidet yeah. for the clay. <laughs> You've turned into a marketing genius <laughs> in, the, in the past two episodes. <laughs> the Patreon and this and now. Yeah. A marketing genius. So, But having said all that, I want a bidet. I've been on the record. I've wanted a bidet for years. I just can't pull the trigger for it, <laughs> you right. know? But my wife... Has gotten on board with a bidet because after her she doctor thought it, friends talked about yeah, how great they were. Because at first she thought it was weird, and I was like, "Well, Dieter, this is not going to keep you from getting pregnant. You know, <laughs> you're, this doesn't mean you're a sex worker." Uh, and so we're, I think we're going to get one. I think I'm hoping, <laughs> yeah. fingers crossed, for Father's Day I'll get one. Okay, we got to get an electrical outlet put in there in our little toilet room because it plugs in. That seems concerning a little bit. Why? Well, <laughs> why does it plug in? Uh, or what? what's wrong with it plugging in? Probably nothing. Okay. But there would be a little part of my brain that wonders if I go to squirt my butt and I get an electric shock <laughs> right up the old poop chute. <laughs> no, they got that worked out. <laughs> but don't threaten me with a good time, you know? <laughs> uh, but it's got settings, you know? Right. Like, you know, there's like a... There's like a female range and a male range. It goes all all the way from nine volt battery to don't taste me, bro. (laughs) (laughs) So we have to get that installed. But that should be a big deal. There's a light switch right on the other side of the wall. Mm -hmm. We we can come off of. I've already thought about it. I've been discussing it. I've dropped as many hints as I can. Now, also, years ago, dropped an equal amount of hints that I wanted to go see Earth, Wind, and Fire, who was playing in Tuscaloosa. <laughs> yeah. One of my all-time favorite bands was playing in Tuscaloosa for Father's Day, and I got uh, I got a 
a grill brush for Father's Day. <laughs> a grill brush. Yeah. yeah. I dropped as many hints as I could, <laughs> and we didn't go see Earth, Wind, and Fire. Sorry. And then, uh, you know, they started dying off, and now I'll never get to see them again. But whatever, it's no big deal. I don't hold a grudge. <laughs> yeah. I don't hold a grudge. And Deidre, I'm not her father. Mm-hmm. I am her daddy, but that's a whole other thing. All right? <laughs> I'm not her father, so she's not obligated to get me a gift. Yeah. Uh, I wish my kids would have got me Earth, Wind, and Fire tickets. <laughs> whatever. I don't know. <laughs> So anyways, sorry, everyone, that that bidet article was not what I thought it was. It was more of a history of the bidet and sex work, sex work, sex work. (laughs) You can read all about it in the links to the show. Wet wipes, too. Yeah, wet wipes, too. (laughs) Yes. All right. Well, John, how about this headline? Spanish man fell dead after getting stuck inside a dinosaur statue while trying to get his phone back. (laughs) Okay. Nice. And uh, that is, the picture here of the dinosaur is truly horrifying. Do you know what dinosaur that is? Is it Stegosaurus? That's right. It's a baby Stegosaurus. It's a baby Stegosaurus, it looks like. (laughs) He got caught in the leg of the steg. (laughs) A missing man was found dead inside a dinosaur statue near Barcelona on Saturday. Authorities in Catalina told The Guardian on Monday that a man, 39, should have known better. Definitely. (laughs) Was found inside the paper mache dinosaur statue in a suburb outside of Barcelona. The police believe that the man might have fallen into the Stegosaurus statue while he was trying to get back his cell phone, which he probably dropped into the sculpture. Okay, now, I don't feel like paper mache could contain me. That's a good you point. Know? Yes, I thought okay. the same thing. I'm not a strong guy, but I feel like I could get out of paper mache. I feel like it would have been like that scene in uh, Ace Ventura yeah. when he comes out the back of the rhino. <laughs> yes. <laughs> anyway... Uh, As the BBC News reported on Monday, the incident was reported by a father-son duo who observed a pungent smell coming from inside the statue. (laughs) Dang. After looking through the cracks of the statue, the father discovered that the body was was alarmed, and he told the authorities instantly. The man had been reported missing by his family, although his death is not being treated as suspicious. It's an accidental death. There was no violence. The person got inside the the statue's leg and got trapped. The Mosos de Esquadra spokesperson said, it looks as though he was trying to retrieve a mobile phone, which he dropped. It looked like he entered the statue headfirst and couldn't get out. Firefighters were called to help cut open the statue and remove the body. Expectedly, the dinosaur statue has since been removed too. Officials told the Guardian that it's unclear how long the body had been inside the statue. We were still waiting for the autopsy report, so we don't know how long he was in there, but it seems he was in there for at least a couple of days. Goodness. Golly. You know, there was that moment where he's like, I can't get out. (laughs) You know, he's just like, oh, 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 I can't get out. I'm stuck. Well, if you can get to the phone, maybe you can call for help. True. You know, very true. But yeah, like, uh, I mean, I see it here and it does have a wiring and it looks like a plastic backing. Mm-hmm. So it may have been kind of hard. I would have never got into that statue in the first place. <laughs> well, I wonder what was on that phone. You know, <laughs> know. Like he had to get it back. <laughs> that should definitely be included in the report. <laughs> sure. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and look, there do is you a not pe- go, do you not just go get a room? Tiny, look at this picture. There is a penis painted on the side of this stegosaurus <laughs> right there. Do you see that? <laughs> A hundred percent. That is a penis. Is there no respect for the dead? <laughs> I mean, There's a bouquet of flowers right down there at the foot. And a, a penis is drawn on the side of it. That is 
That is unmistakably a male reproductive organ. <laughs> straight made on the side of the No statue. doubt about it. <laughs> Which makes me think, like, if you're in there, I'd be hollering and stuff. Like, somebody <laughs> would hear me. Right. For sure. Yeah, yeah. If somebody's coming along and drawing penis, penis is on it. You know, there's got to be people around. Uh, I'm in the dinosaur. <laughs> Help me. <laughs> I'm in the leg of the steg. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like uh, if this was the United States, his family would sue everybody they could. <laughs> right. You know that he got stuck in there because he's an idiot and went in and got stuck yeah. in there. But, oh, well. I find it. I still can't believe that. We don't know how big the guy was, but it's a decent sized statue. But yeah. the legs are, he had to be wedged in there, yeah, right? You would think so. Yeah. I wonder if he was like crawling along. He didn't realize he was getting back to where that leg opening was, and he went in like head first or something. Yeah, I think I, it like, did say stuck. at one point that he went head first. Okay, there, but yeah. dear goodness, like. But that also leads me to, uh, to the question of how did you lose your phone in it? Maybe he was using the flashlight to try just look around oh, inside yeah. it. Like dropped his <laughs> curiosity, killed the thirty-nine-year-old Barcelona man. That's tough. It's tough for your family to find out after you're dead that you're an idiot. Yeah. You know, like you, you, you would hope they would know that beforehand. Like if that happened to me, my mom and dad would be like, well, I, I could see that. You know, John would do something dumb like that. <laughs> Look at these people here. Like they're like mourning. <laughs> I know. Just, <laughs> There's like a little tribute there. At the or statue. maybe they're admiring that artwork on the side of it. <laughs> Impressive. <laughs> it's very good for a spray paint can. That's very good. <laughs> I mean, Distinct lines. That's right. <laughs> Everything looks, you know, in proportion. <laughs> yeah. Like, very good. <laughs> uh, uh, sorry about the man's death. <laughs> prayers. Well, prayers out to his family. <laughs> uh, let's talk about my story of dead, dead people. Okay. Or dead person. A Texas man returns home to find a dead woman in his bed. Oh, man. Wow. That is like the best prank ever. Oh, <laughs> uh, There's some nights where I think Dater's dead. But, uh, <laughs> you know, just kind of laser. I don't know what's going on. Uh, a man made a surprising discovery at his home in a southern Texas city when he walked into his bedroom and found the body of a deceased woman in his bed. The man had been away from his house for several weeks, only to return home on Wednesday. Uh, according to the police report, the man returned to his apartment in South Alameda in Corpus Christi. Uh, Corpus Christi. <laughs> that sounds like something on the McDonald's menu. <laughs> so, let me get that Corpus Christi value meal. Uh, Corpus Christi, a Texas city on the Gulf of Mexico, early Wednesday morning. After finding the woman in his bedroom, police said he left the apartment and called the authorities. It's unclear how the woman died since the medical examiner has yet to determine a cause of death, so authorities can't say whether the woman died of natural causes or if they're looking at a homicide. Police haven't released the name of the man who made the discovery or the woman whom he had fi- who he found in his bed. Uh, it's also unclear when the medical examiner is expected to finish the autopsy and whether those findings will be made public. Uh, news of the man finding the woman in his home prompted a flurry of speculation online. Some Facebook users questioned how the woman got into the apartment, if the man locked the door, and whether the man knew the woman. Those hmm. are all valid questions. Yeah, as an investigator, that's where you that's where you start with. Yeah, yeah. Um, days earlier, about 200 miles away, a homeowner in Houston found a man's body in a ditch after his dog's incessant barking prompted him to investigate. Now, people 
people getting killed over in Houston all the time. Man, that ain't nothing unusual. So, mm-hmm. um, but just as was the case with the woman in Corpus Christi's authority, a Corpus. I don't. I mean, ever since, I know what you're saying. Ever since I had the vaccine, I can't talk right. <laughs> Corpus Christi authorities weren't sure if foul play was involved regarding the incident in Houston. So um, we really don't know what. But imagine coming back home and it's just a dead woman laying in your bed. Yeah, you got to get rid of that. Tiny, <laughs> he's gonna put it out on a curb, and Tiny would come by and pick it up and sleep in it for the rest of his life. Yeah, definitely. I don't know. I, that would be the worst feeling in the world. I'd have to move out. Really? Yeah. You, you know you that would... thing's haunted now? It's got a hang in it. Do you, though? Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> okay. You got to move out. But you know, uh, the previous owner of this house oh, yeah? uh, allegedly died in here. Oh, yeah. for real? For real. Ooh. No wonder but, I can't talk right. <laughs> but I mean, I'm I, over here. I don't know. It just it don't bother me. I don't think nothing about it. And Richard, our neighbor, uh-huh. told us that it was haunted by good spirits. Oh, okay. so, thank you, Richard. Cool. <laughs> Everything's cool. Uh, oh, and also, I, I should probably have said this before I said that. I don't think Terror of the Boys know. Okay, so, uh, you could like not mention. That I will never. Them. <laughs> I, I won't make any promises, but I'll try <laughs> to not mention it around them. Yeah, I'll try my best. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I just I don't know, man. You got to get rid of the bed, though, right? Like what? you wouldn't keep your bed, would you? If it was brand new, <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think there's some leakage or something, right? Right. You know, mm-hmm. decomposition is gonna yeah. get on your mattress. Now we got some mattress covers that'll keep all that stuff off of the mattress. <laughs> you just throw away the mattress cover, but I don't know. Yeah. Did I tell you we got a new mattress? You did. And I told you how high it was off the ground mm-hmm. and everything. Well, we finally got a low-profile box frame for it this week that came in. I brought it home in, in my new truck. I mean, I'm a truck <laughs> guy now, so I can just do stuff like that. Something women like about a pickup. That's man. right. Got it set up. I went to get in a bed the first night, and I like hiked my leg up like I was getting it in the old style, and I almost <laughs> broke my hip oh, when dang. I landed on the bed because all the lights were off and everything. <laughs> right. Yeah, I almost broke my daggone <laughs> hip. Oh, man. Well, this next story I have here, and it's it it, it may be, it, it involves, well, you know what? We've done like several stories that involve death, so I don't sure. know why I'm putting out a little PC for this one. It's just a death podcast. This one involves a murder, okay? This wasn't like accidentally fell into a dinosaur <laughs> statue or a random dead person in a dude's bed. This is like a murder, but this comes from the Los Angeles Times. Shout out to Jacqueline for posting this in the group. Sure. And who, obviously, this story, I would have expected this from Jacqueline and no one else. Sure. This is a very goth story. (laughs) Yeah. A self-styled Satanist beheaded his cellmate, and the guards didn't notice. Okay. (laughs) Man. Those are Epstein's guards. (laughs) (laughs) The convicted uh, killers shared the same cell at Cochrane State Prison, but on the morning of March 9th, 2019, only one was still alive. Jamie Asuna, 31, had decapitated and dissected the body of his cellmate, Luis Romero, 44, with a makeshift knife. I believe we call that a shiv. Yeah, that's what we called it when I was in, (laughs) on the inside. State documents show. But after prison guards made their rounds, they reported that both men were alive, according to two new reports on California prisons from the Inspector General's office. Did you think he was just going to show up later? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, maybe like uh, he had him, his head sticking out the top of the bed, and they're like, oh, he's sleeping real well. You know, <laughs> we don't want to wake him up. 
The reports add fresh revelations and raise more questions about one of the most heinous slayings inside the California prison system. The killing has promoted investigations and a lawsuit over why Romero was in a cell with Asuna, a self-styled Satanist with a history of attacking his cellmates. A self-styled Satanist. Yeah, I, I like how they got to point that out, yeah. you know, because you know, we don't want to shame the real Satanist. No, that's right. We don't want like another 80s Satanic panic going on. <laughs> it's like when they tie the Westboro Baptist people to us. Yeah, no know? one ever points out self-styled Baptist <laughs> right. church, yeah. which is death on all gay people. Right, no. <laughs> It's just straight up. It's Baptist. always just straight up Baptist yeah. church. Yeah. Right. Oh, and, and a Baptist church like ours does not wish death on gay people no. at all. No, they just don't want you to get married. <laughs> <laughs> That's wrong. I shouldn't have said that. One of the reports also faults the California Department of Corrections and Rehabilitation for conducting a shoddy investigation and delaying disciplinary action against the guards. Why the officers did not discover the grisly scene early is not detailed in the reports, but a lawsuit by Romero's family says the cell bars were covered with a white sheet suggesting the guards failed to make a thorough check of the cell. Yeah, I would think that would be against the rules, right? <laughs> so, yeah, so he just put up a sheet. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't 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 look back here. Yeah. I'm busy dissecting a yeah, human no, being. Don't no, worry. Everything's good back here, officer. <laughs> it's for science <laughs> and Satan. <laughs> The Department of Corrections disputed the findings of the reports, saying in a statement that it conducted a thorough and complete investigation from the very beginning. So they're saying, we didn't do that. Yeah. You know. Right. Hey, guys, we dropped the ball. (laughs) But the attorney for the Romero's family, Justin Sterling, said that the reports outlined the department's veil of secrecy that obscures officer misconduct. The idea that my client had to sue in order to get basic questions answered about her son's death is disheartening. The guards were meant to check the cell every so often, much like Epstein. Sure. Uh, and the crime wouldn't have would the crime would have taken hours to commit. If the guards had been doing their required checks, Romero would be alive today. Or at least not just, cut up into yeah. a bunch of little pieces. Right. He may have just lost an arm. <laughs> yeah. You know? He had spent twenty seven years in prison, but was put in the cell with Asuna after arriving from Mule Creek State Prison, according to the lawsuit. He was convicted of second-degree murder after fatally shooting a woman in Compton when he was a teenager and associating with game, gang members. He was nearing parole eligibility. His new cellmate, Asuna, was serving a life sentence for the killing and torture of Yvette Pina, 37, at a Bakersfield motel in 2011 with face tattoos and flair for Charles Manson-like satanic antics. He became a dark figure during the 2017 trial mocking the victim's family and bragging to a television news reporter of his love for, of torturing people. Hmm. Sometime in the early hours of March 9th, 2019, he methodically tortured and killed Romero, authorities said, using a razor-style blade attached to a handle. He disfigured him, cutting out one of his eyes, chopping off one of his fingers, and removing part of his ribs and slicing out part of his lung. He ultimately cut his head off and also posed the body, slicing his face open on either side of his mouth to resemble an extended smile, according to the autopsy. Okay. Like the Joker. Okay. That's that's unnecessary. He was found wearing a necklace made from his body parts. All right. This is a guy right here that we just need to go ahead. Well, I don't think they have the death penalty 
I'm, and I'm not pro death. I was about penalty. to say, John, just, just so everybody knows, John is against the death penalty. I am. But this guy right here, we could do it. You know? <laughs> right. All right. Let's just go ahead, man. Like, you know, like you've crossed a line here. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, you can't be wearing people's body parts around as a necklace. <laughs> when you just send him on to Satan. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, if that's where you want to be, <laughs> go meet him. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it just goes on and on. I think I've I've read the Go back to his picture. Yes. This is the picture that you're gonna dream have nightmares about. Look I mean, look guy. at that guy. <laughs> yes. Oh, look at that guy. Once you get the pentagram right onto your forehead, you know, <laughs> yeah. like you're just like, I'm, I'm all in for Satan, I guess. <laughs> right. You know, I'm not a big pentagram guy. You know, I'm not, I don't have a lot of pentagrams in my life. I've but, had zero, actually. <laughs> I got a few Motley Crue albums laying <laughs> okay, around. Okay, well, you know? yeah, that's a good point. But uh, but once you start tattooing it on your forehead, <laughs> right. you know, I, I was, that's so that's wild. And you're telling the news cameras about how much you love to torture people. Yeah. I love it. Do you know, like when you roll up and that's your cellmate, you're like, oh man, like this <laughs> dude right here, come on. Do I gotta go in there? You know? I've made some poor yeah, life right. choices. No, I know. And the other guy doesn't sound like an angel either. He did kill somebody. Yes. You know, when he was a teenager. But it was second degree. Well, I mean Which was, is horrible, yeah. but he didn't torture somebody no, to death. Right. He didn't torture anybody to death. He didn't deserve to die like that. Yeah. I'm just appalled at this guy. Really, if he looked better, I probably would have a different opinion. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I mean, if he looked like Richard Ramirez. Sometimes you can judge a book by the cover. I'll yeah. just say that much. We're not supposed to do that. We're all taught that growing up. Don't judge a book by a cover. But sometimes the cover's spot on. And this is one of the times where it is. This dude is spot on. The fact that the guards didn't notice. Yeah. That right. he did all this to a human body. Yeah. In his cell with a sheet up against the bars. That's the wild thing. You hang a sheet up. That should be a tip off to everybody. I mean, Something's going I'd on. I like to think there was a, a light, like a candle or something burning and it was like the world's most grotesque puppet show, <laughs> like shadow puppet show ever. That's wild. And you know, the people next door probably heard what was going on too. Yeah. Don't you think? Golly. I'd have been I, trying I would, to get, I would never sleep again. <laughs> no, if, like the next guy who gets to go in the cell with this dude. Yeah. Oh man, I feel bad for him. <laughs> you know, I feel real bad for him. Unless it's Ghislaine Maxwell. <laughs> Put her in there. <laughs> yeah, why couldn't this have been Epstein's cellmate? Yeah. Um, after we get testimony, by the way, like, wait till after the trial, then we put her in there. Let's talk about another mass murderer. Uh, Kim Jong-un, okay? Okay, yes. North Korean leader Kim Jong-un has reportedly banned skinny jeans and mullets as part of a regime's crackdown on capitalistic culture among youth. So, no mullets. <laughs> so skinny jeans and mullet. Yes. That's what he thinks is capitalism. That's, that's all that's capitalism, all capitalism is. Capitalism. It comes after North Korean state-run newspaper Rodong Sinem published a warning earlier this month warning capitalism needed to be prevented from sleep seeping into the country. Uh, an invasion of capitalistic culture could cause the country to fall like a damp wall, quote-unquote, like a damp wall. According to Rondong, the Rondong Sinem article, Rondong is... <laughs> that's a great name. If I was named Ron, that's what I'd demand everybody call me. Uh, Rondong Sinem, according to the Rondong Sinem article and reported by the 
Yon Hap News Agency. Youth especially needed to guard against the exotic and decadent lifestyle of capitalism, the newspaper said. We must be wary of even the slightest sign of a capitalistic lifestyle and fight to get rid of them, it said. The North Korean government has reportedly banned all but 15 non-socialist haircuts. Okay. <laughs> okay. I would like to see a, a picture of these 15 acceptable ones. We I know, feel like I fall within the bounds here. We know what one of them is. Is that is this like grown man mushroom cut like Kim Jong-un yeah. hung himself Yeah, as? right. I was going to say, uh, Kim Jong-un's got like a like a uh, exaggerated flat top. Right. Anyway, so there's uh, 15 non-socialist haircuts you can have and ordered its citizens to consult a list of proper hairstyles. Mullets, spiky, and dyed hair are not permitted, according to documents. Of course not. That's all. That's capitalism. Sure. I don't like dyed hair either. I just like, <laughs> everybody just needs to be happy with the hair color we got. <laughs> right. I, I'm, I don't want dyed hair. Uh, I don't know. So, like, all right, I'm, I'm about to get canceled for this. But it bothers me to see a woman that has, like, bleach blonde hair, mm-hmm. and then her eyebrows are real dark, like br- black or something. I'm like, look, you ain't fooling nobody. Like, I know you're not a blonde. You know? I don't know why. It just bothers me. But one time in high school, I did bleach, because my mom will tell everybody this anyways, I did bleach the front of my hair one time. Just so, the front? Yeah. I actually grew what I called a rat's nose. It was like a fake rat. I was in like a, a skateboard and bicycle phase of my life. And so instead of a rat tail, I had this like real long strip that came down probably below my chin. Wow. And I dyed it bleach blonde. And I would like comb it back in my hair. And I thought I was cool. But looking back, I was really just an idiot. So I would have gotten killed in North Korea for that. (laughs) So skinny jeans, nose and lip piercings, as well as branded T-shirts are also forbidden the UK Metro reports. They got to have plain white tees. Plain white T-shirts, regular blue jeans, not skinny jeans, Mm -hmm. which are fine with me. I don't wear skinny jeans anyways. and Can I wear Jinko jeans? Just to show everybody so. how much I hate capitalism. I'm anti-capitalism. How down I am with socialism. I got these Jinko jeans. Jinkos, the <laughs> jeans for comrades. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the mullet is making a comeback here. Shout out to Preston. Yeah, shout out to Preston. <laughs> Saw it this morning yeah. when Nick made me hunt for you at church. <laughs> uh yeah, the mullet is making a huge comeback. And now that I'm driving a pickup, I may have to grow one. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I feel like I just have the urge to grow one. So uh, maybe that's what I need to do. But you know what hadn't been banned in North Korea? What's that? Cajun curl. <laughs> the world famous Cajun curl Bayou blended spice. It's famous in North Korea. I've heard Kim Jong Un eats it on all of his meals. Yeah, and it's the people's spice. It's the people's spice. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to fight the bourgeoisie, you get you a can of Cajun curl. <laughs> Well, we want to thank Cajun Curl for their support. Check them out at CajunCurl.com. You can order the spice right there on their website. It was created on Elm Bay- on the Elm Bayou in Evangeline Parish, Louisiana, and it's a seasoning that goes on everything. If you like cooking or eating, this is a spice for you. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice goes well with chicken, beef, pork, potatoes, 
Satan dismemberment pieces. I bet you he got a little bite of something in there. Don't you think? If you're going to wear a necklace, you probably took a little I mean, nibble. Does Satan even honor your, your sacrifice if you don't take a bite of somebody? <laughs> and you don't sprinkle a little Cajun curl on it? Uh, as far as I know, Cajun curl is in no way affiliated with Satanism. This is just a little goofy on our part. Yes. Yeah, Brandon's a good Catholic boy. You know, we would get him excommunicated. <laughs> Cajun curl loves Jesus Christ, yes. okay? Yes. All Chicken, right. fish, and beef. Yeah. Chicken, fish, and beef. And anything else that's not human. <laughs> There's a transubstantiation joke in here somewhere, <laughs> but I'm not going to make it. Uh, <laughs> on the website, CajunGirl.com, you can order the original Bayou Blend of Spice, and you can also find recipes that are absolutely mind-blowing. You can locate your nearest retailer or order your own. Your nearest Ray Taylor. Ray Taylor. I'm, a real, I'm, getting, I'm a truck guy. I'm getting country here as it goes. If you locate, if your local grocer doesn't carry world-famous Cajun Curl Spice, demand that they start stocking it now. My dad's retiring, so y'all can harass everybody at the grocery store and pay it. Uh, here locally, it's available at Vowels Fresh Market on Skyland Boulevard, South's Finest Meats, Mark's Mart in downtown Northport, and the Piggly Wiggly on Lurleen Wallace Boulevard in Northport. All of their products are made in the USA, so not only do you enjoy the taste of Cajun Curl, but you also feel patriotic while you enjoy your meal. It's all natural, low salt, and it has a little kick, but it doesn't burn your lips. World-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice. Taste the spice, but not the heat. Check them out at CajunCurl.com and use the promo code EOP10 to get a 10% discount. Because we ask that you use a spice, but we don't ask you to pay full price. That's right. Do you want to do questions or do you want to do voicemails first? Uh, let's go voicemails. Let's go voicemails. This first one, Google Translate didn't even attempt okay. to make a translation. Great. So, Hey guys, it's Marquette again. Um, thank y'all for putting me on the podcast. I, mean, I don't know if you have a choice or not, but I appreciate the comments back. Uh, I don't know if I like you call me a communist friend, but, you know, I guess I'm not necessarily against it. I don't know. Communism is... It's communist, you know? <laughs> um, well, I'm glad that you liked the idea about the dessert waffle fries. And I definitely feel like they weren't dessert. They came with a big burger. It was like the most delicious thing. I swear, if you go to Atlanta, you gotta go to the Vortex. It's fantastic. It'll change your mind about a lot of things, except comfortable seating, because it's terrible. But um, I definitely wanted to comment on a couple of things from y'all's podcast, uh, this one. And uh, what I just wanted to say, I think, I, I think I'm okay now. I'm sorry, I went through a bad zone or something. I don't know, my phone's freaking out. Okay. Well, I definitely wanted to say that um, I am, I'm not really for the yoga in schools, but not for the reason that you might think. It's kind of just uh, weird and creepy that they would put yoga in schools. I mean, like, little kids shouldn't be wearing tight yoga pants because they're little kids, you know? You don't want to attract the wrong attention. And I just think of, like, I mean, I like to trust in all male teachers, but you never really know. And if little kids are stretching, I mean, that could be a, a safety concern. Hey, look, female teachers, too. <laughs> I see more stories about female teachers than male teachers getting in trouble here. Okay? Yeah, but the media loves those stories. Sure, right. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I, I don't think you got to wear 
tight clothes and do yoga, right? I have seen no syllabus. I have yeah, seen no right. teaching right. guides. I know nothing about. Right. But, but she does make a good point. Like if this little kids, well, I don't, I don't know. Maybe well, she makes a good point. Does she though? I think she does. Okay. <laughs> All right. Go ahead. And that's not even talking about religion, which is like maybe a whole different thing. But, you know, I'm, I'm caring more about their safety than I am their religious beliefs, which are pretty non-existent at that age anyway. But I feel like uh, if, if it's okay to do yoga in school, it's weird that they can't say namaste. I mean, I don't really understand the point because I feel like, again, kids aren't religious, so they won't really understand. But maybe we could bypass that by just... Doing like a chant, like, oh my god, isn't <laughs> yeah, that not a good singer? But we could just end the session. We did that at BBS. <laughs> <laughs> and then we could just go for the more popular religion, and then maybe Tony will be on board with that. I don't know. Um, I also think it's really funny about the strip clubs doing the vaccines, and I, I definitely have known a couple of people in my day. They were men, if you wanted to guess, but a couple of people that said that they only went to the strip club for the food because they have a buffet. Which, Someday. Uh, I, I've only went to a strip club one time and it didn't have a buffet and didn't have much of anything really, but um, he said that, and of course, like, it's like, okay, sure. But, you know, I guess they could have a, a slogan about instead of come for the food, you just, just say come for the vaccine, stay for the boobies. <laughs> You know, whatever you need to bring customers in, if we're trying to drink. Oh, oh, and that's, oh. that's it. <laughs> it got cut off there. You have three minutes, <laughs> apparently. Uh, uh, I guess back to the whole yoga in schools thing. Um, Again, if you're doing it as an exercise, I see no problem with sure. it. I'm, all I'm saying is, is that is uh, is it church? Is it separation of church and state, or is it not? Are you allowed to do religion in schools, or are you not? That was my only point. My yeah, my only question would be is, can you do yoga and not? Is there a non-religious yoga out there? Which would just be stretching to me, right? Right. right. So, and I think there is. Sure. I, th- I think most people who go to yoga that that's their jam. It's it's yeah. like taking martial arts. You go to yoga class, whatever. Right. But again, that was my only thing. And and also, I still don't know what namaste means. <laughs> me a quick Google would, would fix that for me. Well, why would we but do that? I have no idea what it means. I would rather be ignorant on the meaning for forever. <laughs> yeah. uh, Marquette, I, I'm, when I said we're friends, I didn't mean we're like... I don't want you to come hang out with me. Or, like I was just making jokes, okay? Like we're not really, really friends. I got like four friends in my whole life, and I can't take on any more. So I was just kind of being nice to you. So you don't have to be weirded out, yeah? Okay. I won't be your friend now if that makes you feel better. Okay. No, I was just kidding. Thanks for calling in. Yeah. Official not friend of the Earth yeah. Oddity podcast. <laughs> Uh, and now to someone who is our friend. Sure, absolutely <laughs> is our friend. <laughs> Namaste, John and Tiny. It's Jacqueline uh, coming to you from an almost summery uh, Nova Scotia. I found it interesting that yoga was banned in, in Alabama. Is it banned other places too in the States? Probably not outside yeah. the Southeast. Yeah. It's probably a Bible yeah. thing. No, I would if think. If I'm being honest. I would think outside of. Uh, 
what some would consider the Confederate states. It's probably <laughs> not banned anywhere yeah. else in the United States. Not in Oklahoma. Yeah, right. <laughs> this Missouri's a toss-up. We don't know. Yeah, right. We don't know. It just seems so safe and innocuous. So um, even uh, Stephen Colbert, who I love, as you probably are aware, did a little segment on this whole story about yoga now being uh, allowed in public schools in Alabama. And he had on a person who was Hindu who was going on about how this was literally their plan the whole time was to convert fifth grade Alabamian <laughs> to Hinduism and that their plan was a complete success. Well, I tell you, that's ingenious. <laughs> it really is. That's <laughs> how they get you. It turns, you know? out, turns out Mr. Eddie, he was right the whole time. <laughs> that's, right. that's how they get you. Look, as long as they don't mess with football, <laughs> we'll be fine. You know, If they would have pitched this as like yoga will make you better at football in the long run, <laughs> right. you'll be more limber or whatever. Yeah. But this would have gotten passed years ago. But people don't know how to do stuff. They don't right. know how to get stuff done in Alabama. <laughs> And that's about as much sense as it makes to me. Anyway, uh, on the other subject, uh, you were talking about being thrown up on versus being spit on. Could not agree more. Spitting is the worst possible thing you could do to someone. I would rather someone punch me in the face than spit on me. Spit is just absolutely horribly disgusting. I don't share straws with people, even my husband. I don't share cups or straws with my husband because spit is just literally the most disgusting thing ever. And I will not go there with any follow-up questions. Oh, no, no, I got a question. <laughs> now, my wife doesn't drink after me a lot. You right. know, like we're both adults. We got our own cup. But she will on occasion. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, we also kiss on the mouth on a regular basis, you know? <laughs> right. So I don't think it's that big of a deal. <laughs> yeah. I'm just pointing that out. Maybe that hadn't... Everybody's got a different relationship. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I was, I don't think sharing a cup with your loved one's that big a deal. I don't drink out of straws too often. Mm-hmm. I will on occasion, right. in general. Because you hate sea turtles. <laughs> right, yes. <laughs> there are too many of them, really. Like, I would like too long. Yeah, I'd like to just cut back on the sea turtle population. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and also, your caller that talked about free range eggs. Yes, uh, I don't eat eggs myself. I find them disgusting. But here um, in Canada, there's a distinction between free range eggs and free run eggs. So, with free run eggs being the more humane, free range just essentially means they're cage free and they have range, but it's still a small little compact area and they can run around and they're still kind of crammed in together. Free run uh, means that they pretty well have run of the whole farm. So, it, it would, I guess, be what you guys would call farm eggs or, or, or yard eggs, I guess is what you were saying. Um, so, if you do have to eat eggs or meat, uh, I guess, free range would be, uh, you know, your best, healthiest and best for the planet choice. Anyways, uh, I'm glad that more people are calling in, so I will let you go to get all of the phone calls that you have this week in, and I will talk to you later. Bye. Jacqueline, always a pleasure. Yes. And uh, namaste. (laughs) Get out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I guess as far as uh, free run eggs, free range eggs, yard eggs, I call them old man cabinets' eggs (laughs) in my house. (laughs) <laughs> Lieutenant Colonel eggs. <laughs> yes. I, yeah, I, I, I'll eat any egg. Mm-hmm. I don't care. You know, I don't care about the planet enough. <laughs> I don't know. Look, I care about the planet. I just don't care enough about the planet to make a distinction on what eggs I eat. <laughs> right, you know, yes. like, my, I don't, I don't, 
I love the planet to a degree. That's what I would say. <laughs> right. Like, I don't want to be dumping oil and stuff like yeah. that. I won't be doing things that are going to kill our environment. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to eggs, just give me what you got. I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. Right. I don't go to Waffle House and like, are those free range <laughs> yeah. or free run eggs? Oh, you don't have them? Leave them all. I was like, put them on there, buddy. I need them. Do the chickens, do they... Uh... Like, are they just in a better mood and, and poop out healthier eggs if they can run around the farm? I, I don't know. Now, look, I have loaded chickens to come to the chicken plant, mm-hmm. you know, out of a chicken house before. Right. Worst job I've ever had. I only did it once, and I was like, never again will I do this. <laughs> right. Just not a lot of fun to do. Uh-huh. I, don't, I mean, I don't care anything about chickens going to their death or anything. <laughs> don't mistake it. It's like they were... It was just tough work, hard work. Right. So, uh, but those would not be considered free range or free run or anything like that. Those are caged chickens. Yeah, they're in a chicken house. So, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if they have chicken houses in Canada, but we have them down here all over the place. Mm-hmm. Smell lovely. I mean, <laughs> boy, they smell real good. Tara, she. Before we got married, her dad lived in uh, Clear Creek, mm-hmm. which is this nice subdivision with chicken houses like right behind it. Yes. And I remember on a summer night, yeah, ugh, there was nothing less romantic than <laughs> standing outside talking to Tara on a hot summer night in Clear Creek. Just smelling them chicken houses. Golly. That's what happens when the city meets the country. You yeah, know? Yeah. You get the instances like that. Mm-hmm. Well, you said we round it all out with uh, some questions. Okay. And now it's time for Ask John Questions About Stuff. I'm prepared. I guess we're not asking Hudson questions ever, right? Uh, well, we could. Okay. I'm fine if we don't want to do it. It's okay. <laughs> I haven't even mentioned it to you. Didn't seem like there was an overwhelming response, though. That's all I'm saying, which is fine with me. Uh, first question comes from Cash Money Oddity Millionaire. Okay. I think Ollie's here. <laughs> Sounds like it. <laughs> Does Spiller accept Dogecoin? We do not. <laughs> cash, credit, or uh, debit cards and checks if they clear. <laughs> eggs. <laughs> no, no eggs. <laughs> Uh, Wiltz asks, why does a rock sink, yet a boat float? Uh, well, buoyancy, right? Mm-hmm. So, what was the formula for buoyancy? Anyways, I don't remember it, but it has to do with the volume uh, and... Uh, it has to be less dense than the yeah, water. right. Yeah. It has to be less dense than the liquid it's suspended in. Right. So, I assume... Because buoyancy you- applies to anything. Right. Yeah, I assume if you built a boat out of a rock, but you had a big enough like body of water. Hole, yeah, and you know, a big and enough there was enough air in there. Yeah, then it would still float. Right. There's a uh, engineering. They have a concrete canoe competition. Oh wow! And okay. they build a concrete canoe and get it to float mm-hmm. in a lake. So cool. Yeah. But yeah, it's all about buoyancy. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember that. It's like PB equals V. If only there was times a way. F. Look it up. I want to see what it is now because I spell buoyancy. B O U Y A. I don't really. A N. Yeah, buoyant. There we go. Buoyancy formula. There we go. Oh, right, hold, hold on. There it is. Look over there. The third one to the right. F B equals fluid density, gravitational acceleration, 
and submerged volume. I don't think Boom, I, don't, I don't remember it with gravitational acceleration. I just remember fluid density and submerged volume. Mm-hmm. Uh, Simple. Yeah. Easy. Easy stuff. Yeah. Next question. Nicole asks, does beef jerky expire? It does after some time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, like, I don't know what that time limit is. But you can still eat it, though, yeah. right? Yeah. I think it's, it's not like- going to, like, get bad and hurt you. It's just going to lose its nutritional value. No, I think that it'll spoil eventually. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. But I don't know when that is. Hmm. I would think it'd have to spoil. It ain't going to be good like a thousand years from now, right? Well, they say they found it in like the tombs over in the pyramids. And but stuff, did they eat they? it? <laughs> well, I've heard scientists say you could have eaten it. Okay. Well, we're just going to believe scientists. Okay. <laughs> John, we should believe science. <laughs> we're just going to look. My president, Trump, doesn't believe that, okay? You make a good point. If you could eat that food that was locked up in the uh, in the pyramids, yeah. then it seems like some billionaire like bought it sure. and like, fed it yeah, to for, like, a rich party. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yes. Right before they went and like, you know, made a human sacrifice. What you got to do, I think, is pull that little uh, freshness pack out of there, out of the bag first, <laughs> yeah. and then let's, we need to do a test to see how long it'll last. I could be completely wrong, but I think I saw in one of my uh, survivalist uh, prepper YouTube videos yeah. that uh, things that were put away wouldn't spoil. They would just lose their nutritional right. content. So where you, hypothetically, you could be starving to death yeah. and go eat this canned food or whatever, and you wouldn't get nothing from it right. or not much from it. Well, I know rice doesn't go bad, right? Rice is good yeah, for forever. Totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what you need if you're prepping, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. bags of rice. <laughs> right. Because those are easy to move around <laughs> as you're trying to evade the horde of zombies or whatever. And you need that in Tabasco sauce. Yeah. Because yeah, Tabasco be sauce is never going to go bad. That's right. And that's the one, sees that in Cajun curl. That's, that's what you want to be eating that's on everything. It. Cajun curl, perfect prepper food. <laughs> Spice made for preppers. <laughs> Raytheon asks, what do you call 3D printed clasp that replace laces and he's got a picture of a shoe that doesn't have shoelaces instead it's got some kind of crazy clasp what okay. would you call that um uh, i don't i would say that's too much in the nerd land for me <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what you would call that you would call them nerd class yeah but deidre's doctor like the doctor she works with he has a 3d printer Okay. She, she didn't even know 3D printers existed. <laughs> and he was telling her like they made... She's still living in 1999. Neither <laughs> like, ain't a woman that concerns herself with 3D printers. I was like glad that she didn't. <laughs> right. But they he was talking about they made their kids teach or something on a 3D printer. Okay. And she was like, well, what's that? He explained it to her. And then he was like, I'll print up 3D some stuff for y'all. I'm going to send the program home mm-hmm. so, you know, Thomas can design something or whatever. And we'll print it up. And so we're going to get into that. It's pretty cool. Uh, our buddy JD, he knows a lot about yeah. it. Uh, he has, I think he has oh. a couple 3D printers. He prints oh. stuff and sells it at a flea market, I think. Speaking of JD, mm-hmm. I think this is JD. I got to get over to the earth. Are we through with questions? Uh, we got... Uh, couple more. Okay, come on, let's go and then remind me. Here we go. You ever download stuff in the age of Kazaa and LimeWire? Anything that you'd confess to anyway? Yeah, I downloaded all kind of stuff. Yeah, music. Yeah, Mostly music for me. Music was it. Because I was on a 56K modem and to download a movie or anything that wasn't just a song would just, I I didn't want to wait 
uh, a week well, from my you, copy of yeah. my bootleg copy of Jurassic Park <laughs> yes. that cuts out like halfway through it anyway. Right. Yeah. yeah, no, I I, I, I downloaded stuff from Napster, <laughs> LimeWire, Kazaa. There was one place from Britain that was like pork something. It got shut down, but mm-hmm. it had great music on it. Right. I have an iPod filled up with all that stuff too, <laughs> by the way. Stan Wright asks, if a cat dropped upside down at near zero gravity, will it fall on its feet? Um, yes. <laughs> has, has NASA done this experiment? I, I don't know, but I just feel like a cat would ride itself, even in an almost weightless environment. If NASA has not shot cats into space to <laughs> test this, they need more funding. <laughs> and then last question, that's our Bobo. What's the most disgusting thing you've eaten? Oh, that's a tough one. Most disgusting thing I've ever eaten. Hmm, I don't know. I would feel like it's probably some sort of congealed salad after <laughs> right. after church at an after church meal or something like that. Yeah. Nothing immediately pops in my mind though. Uh beef liver. Not okay. a fan of beef liver. All right. Ugh. Uh, liver, yeah, it's not the greatest. I've no, fried chicken livers are you fine. like chicken liver. What about chicken gizzards? Uh, what's the difference? I don't really know, but my mom <laughs> loves chicken gizzards. Yeah. And they're, uh, they're okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that just goes to show you fry something. It's yeah. probably going to be pretty good. No, I've eaten chitlins before. Mm-hmm. I've eaten pigtails, pig who, pig's feet, all that stuff before. None and the worst right. is congealed salad. <laughs> That's the only thing that popped in my head. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, that's our questions. Let's get back to JD and 3D printing. Okay, I think this is JD. All right, so on the Earth Oddity Instagram the other day, um, I got a message from Hose Scream T. Hose Scream dot T. I'm going to spell it so JD can find this guy. If it's not JD, whoever else can find it. It's H-O-E-S-S-C-R-E-A-M-M dot T. Mm-hmm. And it just said plans for that infinity, and I said, "Hi, home scream dot t. I have no clue what infinity you're talking about, but we here at Earth Oddity Podcast have long been making hoes scream and support you in your <laughs> endeavors." <laughs> and he said, "I like that," and laughed and said, "But I was delivering a package to a house and seen an infinity with your Instagram and Facebook on the back windshield." So, and it looks like it was just been sitting there for a while. And I was just wondering, and he said, uh, and I said, Oh, I don't know who it was. We do a podcast and we sent those out a while ago. Uh, if you want to let me know where it was, I'll mention it on the podcast this week. And he said, maybe in the Mechanicsburg, London, Xena area, not really sure. Amazon has me everywhere except home. Huh? And I said, he may have seen JD's car. That's what I was thinking. (laughs) Yes. This is yeah. a dude that just saw JD's just saw car. JD's right? yeah, car yeah. Shout out to up. JD. Shout out to JD. Yeah. Publicity works, right? <laughs> that sticker made it all yeah. worth it. <laughs> so if, if JD, if you want to sell your infinity, hose scream T here <laughs> might might be the guy to talk to. Oh, so we're talking about a car. That's what he I think. He kept saying infinity. I thought he was trying to be esoteric. <laughs> <laughs> no. I think it's an infinity okay. car. I yes. got you. Yeah. Okay. So anyways, I'm glad you mentioned JD's name because I had already forgotten I had that conversation. (laughs) (laughs) That's good to know. All right. Yeah. So anything else? I I believe that'll about do it. (laughs) Okay. Well, there is one thing, John. Okay. We have to thank our patrons. Ah, yes. We thank you all so much. 
And we would like to thank by name those who donate at the 10 or above tier. And those lovely individuals are Mr. Daniel Hedrick, Mr. James White, Mr. Warsaw, Ms. Angela Pinto, Ms. Kara Wisco, Ms. Sherry Heron, Mr. Chris Payne, Mr. Derek Reeves, Mr. J.D. Westfall, Mr. Jane Updegraff, Ms. Jacqueline B., Ms. Sharon Craig, Mr. Thomas Williams, Mr. Todd Glover, Mr. Tyler Bond, and Mr. Mick Will. No, it's Mr. Mike Wilcox, <laughs> a.k.a. Mick Will. Mr. It's Mick, Mick Will. Will. Y'all know A.k.a. Who that is. Mike Wilcox. <laughs> yes. Greatest value menu item <laughs> at McDonald's. That's right. The Mick Will. The Mick Will. <laughs> And also Canadian uh, television personality. Yes, that's right. <laughs> a man of many talents. Yes. We all thank you so much for donating to the show. Yes. If you would like to join this ragtag brigade, oh, yeah. you can head on over to patreon.com slash earthoddity. We have several different tiers. But if you sign up at the $5 tier, you get an extended show every single week, and you get an all-exclusive patrons-only episode once a month. That's patreon.com slash earth oddity. Extend your oddity. There we go. I guess I'll about do it for the free show. Yeah. But we do have a, a stitching coming up. We Would do. You, what, we, what we got coming up in there? Well, I'm going to talk about a rapper who passed away. Okay. In some unique circumstances. In, keep, in keeping with the theme of this show. That's right. We're just, <laughs> we're going all death all the time. <laughs> yes. Uh, I'm going to talk about a woman who was found in an SUV doing... Uh, Just you know having what? a little fun. <laughs> Just having a little fun in an SUV. Yeah. Right? It's often said that police officers have a difficult job. <laughs> and we're going to talk about why that job is so difficult. Sure. You got anything else before we end the free show? Nope. Just uh, tell a friend about us. Yeah, you know? yeah. Uh, y'all need to get back on doing that. And <laughs> yeah, we're dependent on you to spread this show for free. So just tell <laughs> someone. Free. Yeah, we're not paying you for your efforts. So <laughs> I understand why you're not. But if I could just implore you to tell somebody, that'd be great. Yeah. Yes. Well, you have been listening to Earth Oddity Podcast, and we thank you so much for listening to us, no matter where you get us, whether you get us from Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spotify, Pandora, we're on them all. If you would like to write into the show, we are earthoddity at planetmail.net. If you would like to tweet at us, we are underscore earthoddity on Twitter. We have some excellent show art banging on Instagram. That's right. Underscore earthoddity on Instagram. We have a link to our Discord server in the show notes. Mm -hmm. And we also have a phone number that you can call or text. I've been getting a lot of texts this week, and okay. I love it, so y'all keep it up. All right. It is What's that phone number? 662-493-2059. That's 662-493-2059. We hope everybody out there has an excellent week. Earth Oddity for the Fringe Radio Network signing off. Love y'all. Bye. has been a very odd production. Thanks for listening. Welcome everybody to Earth Oddity Podcast Extension of show. I think this is 171.
Y'all are here. We thank you for listening. We thank you for your $5. We yes. love you. What's up? We're just, I mean, I'm just living that truck lifestyle, you know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's been great. Amazing, isn't yeah. it? I need to get a cooler for the back of it. I feel like you need to have one of those.